Well, it's Randy Tobler, not Gary Nolan. And uh, I'm in a semi-libertarian mode this morning. I don't think I'm as capital L libertarian as Gary, but I'm certainly a libertarian. Uh, you know, a, conser- a conservatarian. Would, that would be the best thing to say. I like that. Libertarian at heart, but conservative in some ways, social-wise. There's Brandon Rathard. Are you a conservatarian, a libertarian, a conservative? How would you describe yourself? You know, I think I'm a, uh, I go back to my childhood and... I look at how I interacted with my parents whenever they'd tell me to do something. I say, you can't tell me what to do. So I think I'm a libertarian. <laughs> That's what I think, yeah. Uh, you know, here's the thing. And I know sometimes people will not you say, well, you're an independent. That means you can't decide. I say BS to that. I am an independent. It leans very heavily um, conservative. There are things, you know, when it comes to social issues, I am conservative about with, with politics. There's, you know, fiscal responsibility. I mean, it's just... Yeah, and I say this all the time. We talk about being a conservative, a conservative movement. We need the, these conservative ideas. I think they're just American ideas. They're, it's it's American ideas. You know, common sense things. Whatever you want to do in in your house, you do what you want to do. But when it comes to government stuff, you know, let's smart we say conservative it's just really to me in my mind common sense stuff but because that's my mindset i'm on the inside looking out so i think anything i think and i'll admit (laughs) that's right right i always think that well and i get that it's not true but i usually do think my way is right for me and I, i i think i'm right with allowances for other people for example i'll Maybe religion is the wrong one to use, but I have uh, my beliefs as they relate to spirituality. Mm-hmm. Those those are mine. That is my reality. Now, when somebody else, when they tell me about their ideas about their religion or their belief or faith in in uh, a God, mm-hmm. whatever God it is they believe in, because we say, I believe in God. Well, which one? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that's your belief and that's your reality. And I don't. I don't mess with that, you know. That's you, I respect that. That's what you think. That's what you and, and then I think what I think, um, and that's what I believe, and it's what works for for me in life. And people will swear. I had a guy years ago. I'd call him almost a spiritual advisor. Okay, he was about your age. But this was 20 years ago. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I'm telling he's, you. It's starting early, Brian. <laughs> he said, I, I was telling his name was Gene. And and I'd say, well, Gene, I'm, I'm more spiritual than relig- religious. And he says, well, what does being spiritual mean to you? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know. I didn't so know. So did you say that because it was comfortable to say that? Politically correct <laughs> to say? Uh, uh, comfortable. Spiritual? Comfortable. Uh, comfortable. Yeah. And then he he put it to me like uh, like this. And it's a guy who uh, had gotten sober in okay. life. So yeah. uh, some, con- uh, some, some context and perspective there. And he said for him, he said, I said, well, what does it mean to you? <laughs> Which is always good. If- oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Running in the 24 election, Brandon Rather. <laughs> Talk about turning it around. If you don't have a good answer for a question or you don't know, you ask them. So mm-hmm. I said to him, I said, well, Gene, what does it mean to you? And here's what he said. And I take this with me because today it works for me and where I have been in my life. He says, religion, I'm not knocking religion. Please understand. This is just something that works for me. Religion is for people who are afraid of hell. We got to do all these things, like it says. Otherwise, we're going to go to hell. Spirituality 
is for people who have already been there. People have already been to hell in, in life. And for me, what I do, that works. But I ain't come in here to talk about religion. How the no, heck you, did we no, get here? No, you're right. No, no, well, I think because I wanted to talk with, with you about the fact that even though I've had atheist friends mm-hmm. and we've had healthy discussions and sometimes it gets quite vigorous. Sure. I ask them how they live their lives. Yeah. I ask, I mean, I hear you talking a lot about people in this political season, this last political season. Like, hey, if you've been on the progressive side, welcome into the club because you've realized it's gone awry. You yeah. know, I've heard you say that yeah. in, in, in another way, but that's, the way he's, that's what you're saying. Like, come into the tent. We'd love to have you. Yeah, right? we're not chastising no, you. No, we, I had a caller last week. I enjoyed it. I mean, in, yeah. on my show, probably yours too. Progressive, self-defined liberals, they, they come to the top of the queue. I want to talk with them. I want to engage. Well, because they're realizing since the tragic events of January the 20th of 2021. Horrific. Yeah. They see what's going on and they're like, wow, this is really, really bad. And I was chatting with uh, somebody who's Mexican, Latino. I don't know the politically correct phrase. And frankly, I don't care. Um, but was asking him. About, I said, well, do you, for example, you and your social circle, do you guys, do you do prefer Latinx? What is it? He said, you know yeah. how many of us in our circles re- <laughs> say Latinx? <laughs> like, like, He's like, zero. nobody. <laughs> in fact, nobody. they consider an, Im- an insult. Yes. 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 The, and he, he said, and there was, then another guy jumps in. He says, no, we don't use that. He says, Politicians are forcing this issue because yeah. they want to change this, they want to change that, and they force it. He says none of us say that yeah. to each other, man. Well, they have a hill to die on. They have to. They need a hill to die on, so they make one that none of us could care about. But I, I asked my atheist friend, and I've asked my liberal friends. So tell me about your life. We get to know one another. They live their lives traditionally. You could say conservatively, right? To me, conservatism means let's let's conserve what traditionally is embodied in not just our culture, but cultures in Africa, in the Watutsi, you know, nuclear families, right? I mean, that's the norm. And so I think while I'm libertarian politically, that's that's informed by what the founding fathers said, that you have to have guardrails culturally. And where are those guardrails? I don't, I think we're heading to a place where there are none. And I'm glad to see that people in this community, in the state and nationally, are pushing back at board meetings, you know, at political caucus meetings. And they're saying, wait a minute, you want to like you were saying, you want to be trans, be trans. Don't make me I can accept it. You should expect me to accept it, but I don't need to celebrate it. And the minute my son, we were walking through a store the other day, my daughter's son-in-law surprised me, drove in from North Carolina Saturday morning and surprised Mm. us for the whole week they're going to be in. And. My little, my, my, the oldest granddaughter is is a, an active, precocious child, and we walked through, and she pointed at some little. It was like an army truck or something, and I said, "My God, if you buy her that, and if the school teacher, fi- the preschool teacher, finds out about it in the wrong jurisdiction, next thing you know, they'll be encouraging puberty blockers." You know, that's the difference. We used to have cultural norms where we said, "Look, you can be quote abnormal," right? I mean, like, I'm abnormally good-looking with my Fabio-like hair. <laughs> but, we know, but we know what normal and what abnormal is, right? And I think we've lost those guidelines. And, but yet people that want to be extremely libertarian and extremely just do whatever you want, and I expect you to not only accept it but excel, uh, celebrate it, they, they, they don't live their lives that way.
And and nor would they want their son or daughter to marry someone who, let's say, is gay and puts on the leather and goes to San Francisco and puts on one of these big mm-hmm. flamboyant celebrations. They're like, come on, be gay. That's okay, be gay. Yeah. Be trans. Yeah. That's where we've lost... Uh, we live in a Judeo-Christian construct. We have. That's what's gotten us to the dance. And I'm afraid we, if we don't recognize some curbs, it's not going to happen. Now, concerning this season, yeah, I am concerned, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we were at a, let's just say, a big store where memberships are important. And it was, it was sample time. Hair club and, for men, that club? Yeah, right, that club. <laughs> and my daughter, my daughter reminded me. She said, Dad, I remember you used to bring us as kids to the sample time at the club because we know you didn't want to buy lunch. I said, that is not true. We just delayed lunch. (laughs) And they said, we always ended up. But not once, not twice, but three times, we stopped by. One, I'd even bought the pie first, and I stopped by, and person was dressed up like an elf, little elf, like little hat with the tassel. I said, oh, look, it's one of Santa's elves. What are we giving away? My daughter said, Dad, you're so spectrum. It was like a bad day at the DMV. No response, no smile. It happened at the next station and the next station. Now, this is in the context where someone at that very club posts daily on the community Facebook page what's the diapers that are available. So this is not, I am not stereotyping, this is not everyone. But I saw, I'm seeing more and more of that in retail where people are just not, they're just not happy, they're not friendly. Are you seeing that this season, or is it just me? I'm not trying to look for for unhappiness, but, man, I'm seeing a lot of it, man. Yeah, Saturday, incidentally, um, and I notice it all the time, and over the past several years with a, a worker shortage and all this, and I think, you know, some of these, whether it's a restaurant industry or somebody in the service industry, restaurant, cashier right, right, at a grocery right. store, where that level of customer service has uh, just been incredibly depleted. There's like not much there left. And I'm a big fan of you. That's part of your job. You meet and greet and, and, and all that. And I'm wondering now. So as I was going through this checkout line the other day, uh, the young lady, the cashier, just like wasn't in a hurry. It's a Saturday before Thanksgiving and the, the lines are spread out to... <laughs> back to the meat department. Yeah, <laughs> they're spread out to Illinois yeah. and everybody's waiting. And this this young lady just not in a hurry. Uh, and just, you know, just... And I... I and again, I could have that old white guy syndrome, man, when you're hurry, when you're in a busy, when you're busy, you got to, you know, you move a little bit quicker. The only thing this young lady wasn't doing was chewing gum, you know, the... Oh yeah, uh-huh. but it was that bad, and and need something, and I <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I understand you know over the past year, two years, whatever, it's gotten even worse, I believe, and is this something like, and I get it. There's been some allowances over the past couple of years. I'm like, okay, the restaurant, the the, and I have appreciated restaurants that hey, it might take a while. I've appreciated that. that, but I'm almost wondering now, is this kind of like. It's the new. It's the new. I hate to use the phrase "the new norm," but this is what we have to expect. But I wasn't, and I wasn't mad at the girl. But I, there's very few things in life that really irk me enough to where I, I want to go talk to a manager, and I wanted to go talk to the manager, not to complain about the girl, but say, "What are you guys doing 
Do, is anywhere in the training, are you saying, hey, when it's a little bit busier, maybe you move a little bit quicker? And maybe there's a conversation. They might say, hey, listen, this is just, this is the hand we're dealt. This is all we can find right now, and you're lucky uh, to have that. Now, the other thing they might say, well, go use the automated checkout lines. And until they start offering discounts for me bagging my own stuff, no, I'm not going. Not going there. Yeah. Once in a while, I will. But I get really weird about that. I'm going to do, now, part of when I pay for a can of progressive soup, part of the price. It's gone from a dollar to a dollar fifty or oh. whatever. No, no. Huh. I heard you talk about it. It's gone yeah, up. it's it's coming down a little bit. Mm. Typically, is what I'd pay buck fifty eight, and oh I've God. seen them as high as three fifty eight oh a can. Paid two fifty eight over the weekend. Oh. Sometimes people will send text at eight seven four ninety three nine. Hey, Dollar General has yeah. them for a, a buck a can, <laughs> and it's usually just like the broths that they have. Um, but when you're paying for it, but what I'm paying, and that's part of the price in that can of soup is I'm paying the cashier and all that stuff. And so when I go and I'm paying, when I'm doing my self scan, I should get a discount. I really do believe that. I'm weird about that, and I own it. Well, okay. So can you hang with me? Yeah. Because I, I want to take some calls on this at five seven three eight seven four ninety three ninety, or you can text me as well. And we're going to talk about customer service. Is it a generation? Is it a generational thing? Is it um, an entitlement thing? Because, or is it because people who are working are ticked off at those who are not working and they're having to do double and triple duty? And I'm not making an excuse, but it's a reasonable explanation. Let's talk about it. Bill's on the line. We'll talk with Bill and you when you call me at 573-874-9390 and talk to me and Brandon Rathert, the host of Wake Up Mid-Morning Mid-Missouri this morning. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> yeah, a great show, and I monitor it all the time, whether it's on the app or on 939theeagle.com or, of course, uh, on the good old-fashioned Ray Didio. I'm Randy Tobler, in for Gary Nolan on the Zimmer Radio Network. Be right back. Randy Tobler, in for Gary Nolan. Real privilege to sit in the big guy's seat this morning. I'll be with you uh, from 4 to 6, as I am every afternoon here on 93.9 The Eagle and in Jefferson City, KWS, 104.5 News Radio 950 KWS. And we're talking about customer service and how in this context of where businesses have a great opportunity through their frontline folks, the ones that serve us, help us, answer our questions across the counter, that can make a difference in you know, restoring their businesses to what they knew pre-pandemic. Because many of them were decimated by the, the policies of lockdown and picking favorites, winners and losers, as the government did, and stifling just general commerce, right? And I'm just amazed. I just am amazed. And I used to have to preach when I was running the hospital up north. Oh, they, they're still angry at me about it. I said, guys, we, we don't really, we think we do, but we really don't do an appendectomy. We don't really do a blood draw. We don't really do a, a CT scan or a mammogram better than anyone else. It's, it's the service component. It's, that's the difference. Hospitality makes the difference in any business. I don't care where you are. You get from point A to point B on an airline, but you remember how the people from the ticket counter and the check-in all the way in through the bye-bye on your way out. That's what you remember. And that's what gives you Allegiance to one or another, and I, that was no pun intended. <laughs> All right, so Brandon Rather joins us now. Give us a buzz with your thoughts about customer service. Should you talk to a manager? If I go talk to a manager, it's because I have good standing to do that. And I always say, look, I'm not here to complain. I'm here to help you because I've been where you're at. And, and you know, a, a, a person A at checkout counter A, is she deserves a raise. 
person at checkout counter C needs some counseling because if they, they are a detriment. Everything that person A is doing is being undone by person B. So let's see what Bill has to say. And again, I'm thankful for all the hard workers who, in a context of not enough people, and you're doing double duty, I get it. Thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And everyone you deal with, it doesn't bother to say thank you because we know you and we notice you when you make that difference. Okay, let's talk to Bill. How are you doing, Bill? What's your thoughts on customer service this holiday and Thanksgiving season? Well, there's something I learned during COVID. We live, uh, we live near south of Columbia, and we just basically, during COVID, we just quit shopping in Columbia and went to Jefferson City all the time. The attitude in Jefferson City is tremendously different huh. than in Columbia. Wow. People are more courteous. Uh, recently, I needed my tires rotated on the truck. I uh, called Columbia's Sam store, and they had no workers. And I called the manager as I was driving to Jefferson City to get my tires rotated at the sales club there. And the man and uh, asked for the manager. The manager wasn't in the store. They had no workers in the tire department. I get to Jeff City, and the guy says, I've got five guys. Uh, bring it on down. I'll work you in. Yeah, yeah. And they were still pleasant. So we noticed during COVID, if you go to Jefferson City, there's a totally different type of people live in Jefferson City than Columbia. And it has to do with being liberal or being working class or whatever. Take it for what it's worth. It's, it's a tale of two learned. cities, huh? It's a tale of two cities and two cultures? Is that what it is? I don't know. In, in Columbia, um, you, you, you get short shrift. Uh, you don't, you know, in Lars, not everybody. Not no, everybody. No. But, but, uh, okay, well, we, so we, that. We just started going to Jersey City, and so we just quit going to Columbia totally. And pretty much, even now, we would rather go to yeah. Jefferson City than Columbia, simply because the attitude of the people that live there yeah. is totally different. Now, I, now they are. 50% Catholic, and they're a lot more religious now. Okay, now, there you go. Bill, I'm going to step out. I'm going to step out on the plank, and Brandon's probably going to make me walk it here. But I believe, you know, you mentioned about religiosity and about doing things to avoid hell, or better yet, to get to heaven. Thanks for the call, Bill. Um, I've come to a different construct, having been through two crises in my life, one in the mid-90s and one recently and ongoing. And I will tell you that I've come to the construct that proper, proper understanding of Christian theology is the following, and that is we are, we are loved by a God who, despite our sinful nature, because we're all sinful, except for Brian Hansen, that's what he tells me. <laughs> we, we are given bountiful goods every day. We're given an opportunity in this country, especially, to, to, to do what we wish to do and make a life for ourselves and those we love. And so in response, we have to do nothing but, and, and we're obligated to, as our, my, my favorite pastor in the world said, wash feet every day. We just wash feet. That's what Jesus did. And that, it's a responsive gratitude through good works. It's in thanks, not as an obligation. And I think he just mentioned religiosity and Catholics. Are, we know there's an archdiocese is very strong down there. Can we talk about that when we come back? 
Sure, if I can run and do some other stuff and keep popping. You do back. that. Okay, come on back. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. You didn't get a chance to talk, but I just that that call ran long. But um, got a chance to talk between five thirty and nine this morning. Yeah, you did. Okay, <laughs> we're going to be back with Brandon and ask his thoughts on that. Whether what's what's the cultural difference that Bill pointed out? Is it real? Is it not? Randy Tober in for Gary Nolan on the Zimmer Radio Network. Be right back. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 1035, we're talking about customer service on this Thanksgiving week, and I want to give thanks to the many good people, both in Columbia and Jefferson City and all around this area, who have that solid Midwestern service attitude. I mean, it, I think it comes from, there's just a lot of Western European heritage here that comes in, and other, but I mean, I just there's a lot of that good old-fashioned hard work ethic, and you get that. But we had caller Bill, Brandon Rathard, who said, man, there's a difference in Jefferson City and Columbia. He thought it had something to do with the heavy Catholic and religious influence. And I guess that's sort of a obligatory type of a service culture. What say you? Is there a difference? You know, I don't know that I've noticed a, a difference um, so much because there's places, various businesses you can go to, and it's always good customer service. I think, obviously, I think it's something that's really good to delineate is, and this is why I'm always a big fan of shop local when, when I'm somewhere and it is a uh, 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 local people, their business, their name is on that business. Yeah. If I'm going to a big box uh, uh, yeah. retailer mm-hmm. and the cashier's name is not is not a part of the store. They they're there to collect a paycheck. So I think there's uh, you know there's there's something yeah. to that. Um, but I, you talked about you had standing too when you can go and talk to a manager and complain. And I think one of the things that's helpful is complain nicely, like, "Hey, hey man, I want you to be better." Exactly. Yeah, I want to help exactly. you. I'm not here to gripe. And then also, when you get good service, yeah. I have, I have got, I yes. will, I will, and probably if I get really good service, yeah. I am more likely, I am more likely to contact the manager yep. and say, man, that employee, that's... Good point. Good boom. point. Yeah. There's not enough gratitude to go around. I mean, there just isn't. I, I think that um, it's, it's become, we've become sort of so into ourselves with our you know, we've got to get back to the phone. Oh, I got another notification. I think it takes a little time to say thank you, right? It takes time to, to go to the manager and say, hey, you know, man, Sally at the checkhouse register, unbelievable, you know. Yeah, and, great. and when it comes to uh, uh, gratitude, and listen, I'm somebody, I'm not always uh, perfect, but I do know in the past couple of years, like gratitude, that's kind of a new thing for me because life is all about brand and, uh, you know, what, I, what can I get? What do I want? And how do I achieve that? And how do I get there? What's the route I got to take to get there? And it doesn't care who I hurt along the way or whose toes I step on along the way. I just want to get what I want. And as I change that uh, and I realize, you know, it's not about me. Uh, you know, what can I do to help other people? And a lot of that is that gratitude. You know, I think, uh, you know, in the mornings, you know, you get up at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. I don't want to get up. No, <laughs> I get to get up. Yeah. I, and I have a home and I got a car. It gets me back and forth to a place where I come and hang out every morning from 530 to 9 o'clock weekdays on 93.9 The Eagle. And Wake on 1045 News Radio 950 KWOS. And they put some money in my bank account a couple of times a month. And it says, uh, for me, I'm not, I don't want to sound preachy, but... Man, being able to appreciate those uh, those little things, and I like to walk along the MKT Trail, and I like to walk. Um, I always call it Adrian's Island, it's Aiden's Island, in uh, in Jefferson City. I think as much as I'm there, I, I would know it. But to just you know, being outside, and it's like, man, this is 
this is nice sunshine and so now i do sound cheesy i thought about that the other day i'd, I'd had i hadn't gotten out many too many hunts this this year just been so busy and making the move and everything and i sat there and i hadn't really seen many deer and i worked all summer we, we planted beans and we worked the land and I, this is going to be the year man it's going to look like field and stream and it wasn't such a good day it was warm they weren't moving and i thought whoa 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 wait a minute hang on randy you got squirrels like two feet from you there's a raccoon down there you know the leaves are falling it's beautiful i said god's beautiful creation i mean thank you god thank you god what am i worried if i didn't see a deer (laughs) and i have found that when i do that like i end up feeling better like yes my heart smiles (laughs) because i can envision that you're out in the woods and out in the mother nature that that missouri has to offer and you're in the deer stand and you bums like oh man the deer aren't moving and that's what i came out here for but man there's plenty of other stuff to kill (laughs) <laughs> there's squirrels i can kill them some rabbits <laughs> five seven three eight seven four ninety three ninety hey brian i'm seeing server on my call screen so i don't know okay something i don't know is, is the caller's name server like look up at the uh, call yeah, screener there we go timothy how you doing uh, i tried to launch it timothy it's not launching we're gonna need to reboot the phones you can launch it for me there you go hi there timothy go. how you doing Good. I was thankful this morning until I heard Brandon's voice again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I thought three, you know, two or three hours was enough. Now we got, oh, my goodness, Lord Jesus, Christ my Savior. But I'm just kidding you. But I think it, gratitude is, is a good attitude because, yeah. you know, we only have so much time in life, and we only have so many moments. And... If we let it all go by and be grumpy, I can be grumpy too, but the problem with it is that people don't realize that there's something greater going on. You know, being good to people, being nice, except for a few maybe, you know, especially on the radio. But other than that, it's, 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 it's a choice. It's a choice. You know, and I, do you catch yourself, Brandon? I know I have to catch myself once in a while. And Timothy, maybe you do too. If you, you know, you're having a conversation, then you, you, you don't know everyone in the conversation. Here on the radio, it happens when someone calls and they start hammering you. You know, a, a, someone from the lift, they start hammering you. It happened to Gary the other day. A caller said, sort of arrogantly, like, so you think it's okay to be over there in Ukraine? You think it, sort of, sort of condescending, yeah. you know? And I sometimes fall prey to, I think it's the social media world, you get reactive right away. You get defensive, and you want to pounce on them, you know? Yeah. And I have to remind myself, I'm thankful they're listening. I'm thankful they're calling. It's good that they'll at least engage. So, I mean, and again, I don't want this to sound like, this is NPR. I mean, that's not what it's about. But you wouldn't treat your in-laws. You wouldn't treat your, your another radio host with whom you disagree. You wouldn't treat friends and people you work with. Why, when we're sort of anonymous and separated, why do we feel comfortable acting that way towards one another? It's not healthy. Uh, it's just because um, you're not looking at the individual, and it's it, it, you. You can make every individual feel special. Yeah. Well, Brian, Brian, we make Brian feel special, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brian? Aww. Yeah, I appreciate that. Like one uh-huh. of Jerry's kids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and here's the other no, thing that I we th- love Brian. Yeah. And uh, like a call like that, uh, Timothy calling. 
I appreciate like that sense of humor and somebody yeah. who gets it. One of the things I have found with gratitude, believe, I haven't always lived my life that way, but in it, it takes practice sometimes. You know, yeah, I can be grateful when I get uh, a, a promotion. I can be yeah. grateful for the obvious things, but being grateful for the little things. And, and I absolutely agree with Timothy when he said, uh, how annoying it is now to hear <laughs> me. And, no, what he said, what he talked about, uh, you know, that, that gratitude. But for me, it takes practice. Like he said, it's a choice. And yeah, I have to remember that and practice that. And you can build other people up. Ultimately, well, the politics and all the other stuff aside, we're all human beings. Yeah. No, you have to live intentionally that way. It was so funny. I, you know, you're learning my humor sometimes, and, and I'm learning your humor, and we like to jab one another, and we have fun, and we laugh about it. But someone who doesn't know you, and you haven't really gotten to know him well enough, and you pull it. I did it yesterday with the pastor. He hit it out of the park. I mean, he hit me in the heart right where I was living, you know. And we get along well. He's a musician in his previous days. And musicians have quirky humor. And so afterwards, we're in the fellowship hall, and after whatever, getting ready for a meeting, he walks by, and I said, man, I pulled him aside. I said, boy, the sermon really sucked today. I said, can you, I said, I said, can you work on it and, like, you know, maybe post it online, and I can review it, because it's got to get better. And it caught him, and then he laughed, you know, and he got it. But you have to be careful how you show gratitude, too, because it may be taken wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, uh, go to the Jim Wilson's Gym Forum, and uh, this this woman, uh, she, I keep trying to get to my water and yeah, yeah. a couple times, and, and she starts conversation with me. She says, well, I guess I could move here and we get to oh, chat. Oh, boy, Brandon. So, and I, I step way out of my, I get shy and bashful around women. Oh, you're getting shy oh, and yeah. bashful around women, right. So, all of a sudden, man, I just, <laughs> so this woman says, oh, I'm sorry. I said, oh, we're just here flirting. <laughs> and this, this, <laughs> yeah. I learned the gal's name was Kelly. And she's yeah. about five foot, just a, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the the gym and she she wasn't mad, but she was like didn't know how to handle it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I kept on <laughs> for like and I kept asking, Are you uncomfortable? She says, Yeah, a little yeah. bit, but she was laughing and yeah, smiling. Good, 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 good. And we shook hands and 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 parted way. It was just yeah, I don't know, it was funny. Good. But yeah, other people have that's a different right. sense of Yeah, you. you're right. You're right. Hey man, thanks for being here. What's on tap for tomorrow? Are you working uh, on it? tomorrow? So we're going to be having Matt Pitts or this Fusis thing. I don't know if you're familiar with what's happening in Columbia Fusis. People have tabbed it. As a matter yeah. of fact, I really uh, I was shocked at a move made by a local news outlet, The Missourian, last week. They posted a letter to the editor from December. Harmon used to lead the Citizens Police Review Board, and she she just used it as a vehicle to go after cops. She's made a spectacle mm -hmm. of herself in city council meetings. Has used foul language in city council meetings. They published. And I don't fault them for publishing a letter to the editor, but it was factually inaccurate mm -hmm. about this FUSA system. So it's something will help police solve crimes. Yeah. Uh, City Councilman Matt Pitzer is going to be joining us. Christopher Arps, our mutual yeah, friend. Uh, guy knows Missouri politics. He's going to oh, be yeah. joining us. Six. I always enjoy those. Yeah, yeah he's a good yeah, dude. Yeah, we're going to talk about Fuses tonight on the show. And uh, Mayor Buffalo is on for her regular monthly appearance. So I'm anxious to see. Mayor Barbara Buffalo, perfect yep. example. Yep. We don't get along yeah, but politically, but great conversation. Yeah. yeah. yeah, We always have a good chuckle. Randy Tober in for Gary Nolan. Harvey's on the line. Oh, that's going to be an interesting call. You won't want to miss that. And at the top of the hour, Caleb Rowden joins us. So t tons coming up on the Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. You are listening to the Randy Tobler Show. Randy is uh, 
Where is where'd Randy go, Brandon? Uh, I don't know, but it seemed like right now it'd be a good time for a toilet sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> he got stuck in the toilet. Uh, <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah, I don't know what. Because uh, <laughs> I didn't leave the studio here, and then I realized, wait, Randy's not back in the studio. He's uh, getting coffee or something. I am uh, Brandon Rathard in for Randy Tobler, who is in for Gary Nolan here on the Gary Nolan Show. And one of the topics we're uh, talking about this morning, 874-9390, 874-9390. Speaking of customer service, like people who don't even show up for work, I'm man. so thankful. <laughs> I'm so thankful that Brandon Rathard has got my back. That's what a guy. Were well, well, we a, out of towels in the get, bathroom or something? I had to get a little or? coffee. Now, wait a minute. Give me a break. I'm going to show gratitude. Thank you uh -huh. very much, Brandon. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. Brian. Uh, I want to and talk to your manager, listeners. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> now, there's a story behind this. I told you my son and my, my daughter and son-in-law came in and surprised us. So we had a late evening last evening. Came in from far away, by the way. Like, yeah. Well, I needed to get coffee, and I realized that it took me longer to get coffee than it did to get back before the break. Let's talk to Harvey. Now, it's interesting. On this call screener, it says salvation. So I need to repent and promise that I will uh, go to the confessional. Uh, <laughs> Harvey, how you doing? Thanks for joining me. What's up? I'm doing real good. I'm a Christian. I'm 74 years old. I've lived the Christian life for a long time. I read the Bible every day. And I'd, man has his way of attempting to get salvation. God has his way. Christ went to the cross to die on the cross for our sins works will uh, no no matter how good you work you will not get into heaven by works ephesians 2 8 and 9 says for by grace you have been saved not of works lest any man should boast salvation is romans 10 9 and 10 and this is what it says that if you confess with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you shall be saved for with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the tongue he confesses, resulting in salvation. It is nothing, man can do nothing to get his salvation. As far as nature, God says by very nature itself, God is revealed to man, therefore he is without excuse. Yeah. All the work was done for Christ, by Christ on the cross. Well, th You've got to accept <laughs> from your heart what he did and by prayer repent and invite him into your heart and surrender yeah. your life to him that's salvation all right good good words harvey thank you look all, all i can say is being a scientist i note just observationally we have a crisis of we have a we have a mental health crisis we hear about it all the time we have People, young people seeking, I, I've never seen the legions of young people seeking counseling, counseling, counseling. Where's the counseling? Where's the psychiatric help? Where's this and that? And I don't understand. Thanks much for the call, Harvey. Appreciate it. Um, where are we? Uh, where have we gone wrong as a people? Is it a political solution? I'm thinking it isn't. Can politicians somehow solve the mental health crisis? Can someone you don't know, albeit a mental health professional, and certainly they have your interest in mind, can they be the ultimate root cause solution to the problem? Hmm, it's a good question. Why are there so many people, especially young people, that are seeking help 
from other human beings who the last time I checked are just as flawed as you and me. It's just, it, it, it just, it's a question. It's a Socratic question you ask, I ask. Uh, and maybe there's something else out there that we should be grasping for other than our own self, um, realization and salvation i don't know we've told our kids for so long dream it and you can be anything imagine it believe in yourself well i don't know every time i've tried to just believe in myself it just hasn't worked out well so that's just because i'm a little bit weaker i guess than the average bear i don't know so john says nice conversation y'all thanks john timothy says, uh, just thinking that ignorance and arrogance are close cousins. We need to watch out for arrogance in our lives. It's become the downfall of many people and nations. Well, hey, turning back to the political realm, and it's interesting. We're going to have Caleb Browden on, who made quite a name for himself in the Christian music world before he got into politics. And it'll be interesting to see what his thought is, the relationship between our faith and our governance is there a relationship should there be the way i view it the the government keeps the lanes open so you can express your faith the government doesn't tell you where to drive but they give you the lanes and the infrastructure and the highways and the byways and the alleys and some people go down the wrong alley other people go down a helpful alley that's my construct we'll see what caleb thinks about that when we talk with him uh, at 1105, and we're going to talk with him, too, about what how he views the next session uh, of the Senate, since he's the, the leader of the Senate uh, come uh, this January. And, of course, a lot of those things are already ongoing. I guess pre-filing starts in December. So I didn't want to get off on to... You think Gary Nolan might excommunicate me from the show because we were talking about religion? I hope he doesn't do that. I, I think while we all may feel un, increasingly more uncomfortable about it because it's so politically incorrect to talk about it, I think it's the most libertarian thing in the world to be liberated from our own crazy sinful nature by realizing, yeah, you got someone else to lean on because you just can't do it yourself. I find that very liberating. Uh, and again, Brian, you'll have to launch Louie. Hey, Louie, how you doing? I'm Randy. Hey, doing really well. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for being on the radio. And thanks, everybody else, for putting up with me. All right. What's, uh, your, th what's your thought? we got about a minute. Okay. It's not uh, very complicated. You just said something that made uh, caught my ear, and that was comparing yourselves to others. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the one thing that gets me more in trouble than anything. Yeah, yeah. When I when I compare myself to me, then I improve. Yes, but not to <laughs> others. And you know what? It's interesting. It's sort of a related topic. One of my favorite psychologists and 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 uh, political influencer is Jordan Peterson, who I think is a closet um, uh, Christian, but won't admit it because he's a philosophy and a you know psychologist guy. But he, is that Gordon or Jordan? Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Okay, thank you. Did I say Gordon? Sorry. Jordan Peterson. No, no. And he talks about, he's great. He wrote a book called The Twelve Rules for Life. It's very interesting. But but he talks he talks about don't compare yourself to someone else. Compare yourself today to who you were yesterday. And if you move the ball down a down a yard down the field, it's a better day, and you're a better person, and it's a better bravo, life because of that. Bravo, hey, Louie, thanks for the call. Good discussion, man. Appreciate it. Have a great Thanksgiving. I'm thankful you called. Well, that'll wrap it up for this hour of the of the uh, Gary Nolan show. Uh, Brian, this is going by in a blink.
It does, doesn't it? It just goes by in a blink. Well, Gary has a fabulous audience, and I'm um, thankful for you guys listening and putting up with me. So when we come back, Caleb Brown, and I can't wait to talk to him about a, uh, hopefully a reformed attitude in the Senate. We'll do that on the Gary Nolan Show, Zimmer Radio Network. Right? This is the Gary Nolan Show.